You're listening to the Martin Houston Show on Tide 100.9 in Tuscaloosa. HD2 Noiseport and W265CG Tuscaloosa. A Town Square Media Station. One man to beat, you can forget about it. Touchdown, Alabama. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Alabama first and 10 on the 12. Again, Houston. He's got a hole. He's over. Alabama touchdown. I'm just wondering if your listeners know how good a football player you were. I can still see you playing that fullback, knocking those players out of the, out of the way. And I believe I could have run behind you. Martin, I can remember when we came to center and you were playing fullback up there. And I saw you in the weight room and watched the watch workout in the weight room. If you could pick up, you were strong enough to pick up the whole weight room. I wanted to fix it, and I run in that fix it and take Biggest, biggest mistake we ever made. The Martin Houston Show with national championship winning fullback Martin Houston. Giving you one hour of intense, hard-hitting analysis from an insider's perspective. It's time for the Martin Houston Show on your home for Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Good morning. Welcome into the Martin Houston Show on Tide 100.9 on your radio dial. The Martin Houston Show can also be seen simulcasting on Facebook under several different headings. Martin Houston Live, Tide 109 uh, Live, uh, as well as Alabama Tradition and Martin Houston Personal. And today we'll also be bringing in DC, DC Capstone Report. So we'll go live on his page as well. And then we also are simulcasting on YouTube uh, for playback later. And then you can also catch us at Martin Houston 35 on Twitter. All of those come with uh, chat, uh, social media chat function. So you can interact with the show uh, in those various outlets as well. Or you can call and interact with us the traditional way and we'll put you live on the air at 205-342-9904, 205-342-9904. That's the Alabama One Hotline. The Alabama One Hotline is open for business. And once again, that number is 205-342-9904. And we'd love to hear from you, um, get in on the conversation. Remember that this is the day that the Lord has made. <clears throat> Then we want to encourage you to rejoice and be glad in it. Take some time today to notice someone, love someone, serve someone, be the difference you want to see in the world today. Got um, more more conversation with the Jimbo Fisher and uh, several other uh, opportunities to talk about this Nick Saban Jimbo Fisher conversation. Um, and of course, you know, you have the Deion Sanders uh, input here. No one is talking about the Ruiz statements from Miami. Um, I think calling Saban a whining teenager uh, is Saban's or uh, the words that Saban has said and communicated. Are they legitimate concerns for college football? Is this any different than the person he's been? Uh, throughout the years, or uh, is Nick Saban fearful and concerned with the direction of college football, what it means for his program, and uh, or is it a little bit of both? Um, so we'll we'll break down those conversations. We'll get DC's thoughts as we move throughout uh, the program uh, this morning, since we've not talked with him since this crazy story uh broke but uh Jimbo Fisher doesn't seem to to be backing down from his thoughts or comments and you know one of the interesting things about Fisher is um he 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 seemed to Mason have taken this 
um, as a uh, personal attack, uh, and, and and yet he 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 attacked the character, in in my opinion, the character and integrity of Saban, which seems to be the argument he's trying to make for that Saban attacked his character. But it seems to to me that he attacked Saban's character much more than Saban attacked his. So we're going to take that angle of the story a little bit uh, because one of the headlines is he learned to do things the right way under Bobby Bowden and didn't learn to do the right things under Nick Saban. And um, so we'll, we'll, we'll talk about those things as we, as we move along through the morning. Um also, I forgot yesterday, uh, congratulations to Stephen Wynn um, landing at Nebraska. Uh, you know, hopefully uh, things will go well uh, for him there. Uh, so kudos to Stephen Wynn, uh, former Alabama four-star, uh, transferring out um, for uh, one more year of football uh, with the Huskies. Um so, and then Herb Jones, uh, named NBA All-Ricky second team. So, kudos to him and what he he was able to accomplish in his first uh, year in the NBA. I mean, just the guy, just, hey, he he's a baller. Uh, just knows how to play the game the, the right way as well. Arch Manning has cemented his visit to the capstone. So, we'll talk about that and what that means in terms of the Alabama football, I mean, uh, yeah, football program and recruiting in the upcoming year. And, of course, um, Alabama uh, softball has seen two people enter the, the portal. Uh, so is that good news, bad news? We can talk about that as well. And then, of course, uh, Ashley Priest Johnston uh, is the newest gymnastics coach. Um He's a 10-time All-American, uh, you know, part of back-to-back NCAA championship teams uh, and is a graduate from the University of Alabama. So, um, you know, she'll be formally introduced uh, this Friday and becomes the seventh head coach uh, in program history and just the third, um, you know, since, I guess since 1979. But, wow, two-time national uh, SEC champion and made all SEC during uh, her time and career here. So welcome back to the capstone, uh, Miss Ashley Priest Johnston, replacing um, the longtime head coach, Miss Dana uh, Duckworth. So congratulations to her. Hey, a lot, lots of going on, uh, Mason, in the world uh, uh, of of Alabama football, but you, know, you can't get away from this Jimbo Fisher. Nick Saban's story, and and I, and I got a little would you rather that I want everybody to be thinking about in terms of um, the Nick Saban, uh, Jimbo Fisher story. You know, every, there's been some people out there dogging Nick Saban and, and all of this, but I, I, I and I'm just going to toss this up there for you to think about for a minute, Mason. Jimbo Fisher just recruited um, seven five stars, right? Just landed seven five stars in this last recruiting class. Um, and you know, seems to be on top of the world. Uh, but even though he didn't act like it, he acted like um, you know, uh, a ranting, um, slightly deranged uh, individual. But with that said. If no rules change, would you rather, if you had to pick the last few years uh, of Nick Saban and his contract and Jimbo Fisher and his contracts with his with his extension, which one of these guys would you want running your program? So just, just hold on to that for a second. Would you rather have Nick Saban recruiting the way he recruits and the rules stand as they are, or would you rather <laughs> uh, uh, have Jimbo Fisher as your coach um, 
him getting to continue to recruit the way he recruits. So just just hold on to that thought for, for a second. A um, couple other things. Uh, uh, Mason, you had a couple articles up that uh, get your thoughts on real quick. You you talked about Dion um, talking about wanting to talk public. Um, Dion, I, 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 you know, and you kind of talk about that. I think Dion's coming out of this, you know, uh, I don't know what Dion's long-term range is and whether he's going to stay in HBCU, but is Dion doing uh, enough and carrying himself um, uh, the right way that this may end up landing him in one of these um, D1 sh- schools, if that's so be his desire? And um, is, is, is that – because I think when Dion got the job, everybody thought, well, Dion got this job just because – of, of height, but he seems to be doing things the right way. Yeah, I think he really has done things the right way. I think you look at, you know, uh, well, it's been there two years now, and, the, you know, they've gone from being a mid-tier to bottom-tier level team in the, uh, in, the, in the conference to now they won the conference last year, and they were, you know, playing a relatively big bowl game for Jackson State. So I think Dion's done a great job there, and I think you look at the way he responded to this and you look at the way that another – or a, a much more prominent coach, I would say, Jimbo Fisher, responded. And, I mean, Dion handled it like – Dion looked like the, the tenured, you know, professional coach that has been in the in the game for so long. You know, Jimbo was the one that looked childish and looked immature. So I think it's really only a matter of time before Dion probably makes the move up to a bigger, maybe power five school. He maybe starts with a group of five school first, but, I mean – I don't think it's crazy to think that a few years' time he could be looking at that Florida State job. Yeah, you know, especially if uh, what you call it doesn't do a good job um, in terms of the, the current regime. If they have to make another change um, in short order, who knows? They may have to give him a shot uh, at this anyway. And so uh, that 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 will be a very interesting you know result for for Dion. And speaking of Dion and the Florida State, it's kind of interesting how this this even though it's Texas A and M story, it does kind of revolve around you know Florida State. And of course, you know Dion was known as prime time, and um, uh, and, and he went to Florida State. Uh, and this is not any knock on Bobby Bowden. I like the way Bobby Bowden ran his program and the way he did things. So don't hear this as a as a knock on Bobby Bowden. Um, but did Jimbo embarrass Bobby Bowden by the way he responded uh, in that in that in that interview? His whole goal was to say that Bobby Bowden taught him how to do things right correct? Uh, and that Nick Saban has done it wrong. Now, Bobby Bowden did coach a long, long time. And, and of course, there was questions about whether he paid Dion or not. Uh, and then there, there was the FSU, Free Shoes U, right? Uh, minor, minor things, but still some allegations, right? So that would be that would be the first thing. But but when you really think about this, Mason, and this is where we want to bring D.C. into the conversation and, and get your thoughts as well. Bobby Bowden taught him how to do things right, which would include doing things with integrity, right? Building character, having good character. We know that history shows us that Jimbo Fisher has been successful and a winning coach how many times in his career? Maybe that one little segment right there when he had Jameis Winston. And what was that entire time of that career marred with? What type of character and integrity did Jimbo Fisher show during that time? So did he learn that? part of his coaching from Bobby Bowden or from Nick Saban was, was, is, is the, is the, is the, the era where he was successful as a coach and won a national championship. Was that coaching under the influence and what he learned from Saban, the cheater, or was that when he learned from Bobby Bowden, 
the man of integrity. Want to want you to think about that, and we'll come back on the other side and dig into that conversation right here on the Martin Houston Show on Tide 100.9. Tide 100.9 traffic. From the Towns and Nissan Traffic Center, no active wrecks and everything pretty quiet as we start our election morning on Tuesday. We do have rain in the forecast and watch out for extra traffic around the polling places this morning. If you see conditions, just give me a call. Now get a lifetime powertrain warranty on any used car at no cost from Towns and Nissan. I'm Captain Ray. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. Warm and very humid today with a mixture of clouds and sunshine, scattered showers and storms around through tonight. The high today, 85. Tonight's low, 68. Tomorrow, a mostly cloudy day with a few passing showers and thunderstorms likely. The high at 84. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 71 degrees in Tuscaloosa. Scott Smith and Southmark Design doing business for 17 plus years, specializing in graphic design services, commercial printing, promotional products, advertising specialties, and so much more. Basically, any and everything you would need to advertise, promote, and grow your business. Through strong partnerships, strong customer service, and creative ideas, they'll help you market and grow your business. Give Scott a call at 205-292-4680 or email scottis at comcast.net and visit them online at Southmark markdesign.com interact with the martin houston show by calling us at 205-342-9904 or tuning into the martin houston show on facebook Good morning. Welcome back into the Martin Houston Show on Tide 100.9 on your radio dial. The Alabama One Hotline is open for business, 205-342-9904. We'd love to get you in on a conversation with DC, DC Capstone Report, presented by Freelance Pictures and RollTide.com Pictures. Uh, That's Lance, and he will be glad to assist you in any way uh, with those uh, specific needs. So go to FreelancePictures.com and RollTypeBama.com. All right, D.C., good morning. Welcome into the Martin Houston Show. How you doing, sir? Oh, doing great, Martin. How are you this morning? I'm doing well, doing well, man. It's been a while. You go out uh, and kind of get a little vacation time, man, and um, we, we get a, a, a off-season a delight, a treat, dessert, whatever you want to call it, Nick Saban, Jimbo Fisher, uh, and the Texas A&M saga, uh, Alabama saga, with a little bit of uh, FSU in there. Um, just just get your overall thoughts on the whole situation before we dig into it, and also bring Tom into the conversation. Yeah, when I when I read those comments earlier that morning, I knew it was going to all blow up. I could just I could just feel it, some bubbling and boiling on the surface. And you know, who would have thought? And uh, if, if you'd have told me that uh, Nick Saban and and Nate Oates were sitting on a podium, and one of them was going to say something that was going to <laughs> could make everybody crazy. I would have put my money on Nate Oates. But, uh, you know, Nick Saban says uh, something that, as you and I uh, know, Nick, when Nick Saban says something, it's not something that's uh, off the cuff. He's already thought about it. He's contemplated it. It's for a reason. And I really believe that he and him uh, believes that what he said was, was true, uh, the way it came off. I think he apologized for what he said. And, how he said the names of the of the schools, but uh, I think he said what he believed was true, and, and I think he just kind of gave an overall summary of the landscape of the NIL across the nation. Uh, many states have different rules, and therefore their state universities get to play by those rules, and Alabama's not getting to play by those rules because their rules are different, and and it just uh, it's just something that that they um, that he's concerned about for his team and for college football. And he got to remember he was speaking to his boosters, and I think that's another big thing. He's speaking to people that he says, "Hey, these these other places are buying players with money." Uh, when he said that, it was like a it was like an overall general concept that uh, the more money you have in these collectives, the more uh, the more players you can get through NIL deals. And I think that's what he was talking about. Now, Jimbo Fisher took it completely in a different direction, and 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 he goes all postal calling a news conference to tell the world uh, 
horrible Nick Saban is, even though Nick Saban never said anything about him being horrible. Never accused him of breaking any rules. Just said what they had done and and, uh, and and just told the truth. So I think I think Jimbo Fisher reacted in a in a selfish, uh, very fleshy way, and, and Nick Saban didn't uh, didn't mention that at all. And I think Deion Sanders, when you look at the whole concept, he he responded in a in a way that seemed more. Uh, I guess more thought out and and a uh, better a uh, better response and and uh you know, I, I think if you had told me that Deion Sanders would have had a more level headed response than Jimbo Fisher I would have I would have maybe argued with you before but I think both of them have kind of showed their true colors Deion has really placed it in position of himself in a in a way to to even move up and get a better job and you know Jimbo uh, you know he just seems like the more you defend yourself in, in a way like that from personal is that maybe there is something there? Uh, and matter of fact, you sit, you, you sit. Two things there I saw that was that was really uh, out of character. You, you call somebody a narcissist, and then and then you're sitting there in front of cameras, calling call a press conference to defend yourself over something that you never was accused of. So there may be something there. And then two, you say you learned one of the best, Bobby Bowden, and then you display character that doesn't. I don't think I would ever see Bobby Bowden go on national television or any kind of press conference and bash another. Uh, coach personally, that, that's not within his character. I never saw him do that. Uh, while yeah, was, uh, <laughs> yeah that, that, that's the whole interesting part of this this conversation is um, is Jimbo Fisher uh, calls a press conference to to specifically respond um, and uh, and 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 was totally out of control and. And and I I'm looking for any parent out there, uh, any any athlete um, parent or out there to call me up and tell me why you would uh, choose if you were having to choose would you choose uh, based on what you know right now would you choose to let your child go pe- play for Jimbo Fisher or um, Nick Saban. So did did Nick Saban's comments uh, help or hurt his program? And did Jimbo's response of uh, trying to use the heartstrings? You talking about these seventeen year old kids, and you're talking about their parents and their families. Um, and then, well, he was talking about if Nick Saban did talk about the seventeen year old, he was talking about one class. Jimbo, you went back and talked about twenty plus years of of cheating said at every class he ever signed. Go back and look at his program. Go back to anybody that ever worked for him. So you, he just accused, you know, Nick Saban of cheating the entire time. So isn't that attacking the same kid? So I, I thought the, 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 the craziness of, of his response was over the top, et cetera, and really bad. Um, I'm going to get to, uh, uh, you know, people haven't really talked about Nick Saban's interview on that Thursday because there's been so much noise and rhetoric around this, they're not talking about, you know, the ESPN interviews he did on Thursday. And we're going to get to those. But before we do, uh, let's get to Tom. Tom, you're in with the Martin Hughes Show. What's on your mind, sir? Hey, good morning, Mark. Good morning, D.C. Enjoy morning, Tom. Uh, the show. Uh, thank you for taking my call. Uh, the thing that uh, is bugging me is uh, the implication or – or the accusation that Ch- Saban's a, a cheater, and uh, uh, and then I think he doubled down on that uh, about the legalities that uh, Saban's been involved with over years, and he made the statement, "I know the truth." And uh, but uh, I-, I would point out what I would like to see uh, from a legal aspect in this situation. And, uh, and first of all, uh, commissioners think to come out and told them, cease and desist, let's stop all this, quit fighting uh, in public. And uh, we, if we got something to say, we need to do it behind closed doors and get this worked out. Well, uh, Jimbo uh, continues to throw accusations and stuff. But I, I, this is what I wanted both of y'all to think about. Three years ago, Rush Pro. He come out and popped off about Georgia and Alabama and how they go about their business in recruiting and how dirty it was. Well, Alabama and Georgia said, okay, I'll tell you what, you know so much, 
they sent a lawyer, a legal team down, uh, and filed an affidavit uh, with uh, Rush Prost, and they said, okay, if you got something, let's see it. And, and uh, let's go on record with it. Well, he jumped up and run out of the uh, hearing because he knew he was a liar. And I think Jimbo's a liar, too. And I think the commissioner ought to take a team of lawyers down there and, and, and create a legal uh, setting and say, okay, if you know something on Nick Saban, let's have it right now. And uh, because the University of Alabama deserves to know and the uh, SEC deserves to know. Now, put up or shut up and, uh, well, and call his hand and, and, and go like that. Well, I mean, did you not hear what uh, Commissioner Sankey said? One of my yeah, questions. Yeah, he took, he took uh, Nick Saban's side. In my he, he didn't. He didn't. I'm not saying he took sides. I'm just saying he came out and said, "What we're seeing straight, straight <laughs> payments. We're seeing yeah. straight yeah. payments." Okay. So, so with that said, um, Jimbo is now. Here, here's the thing. When 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 the commissioner says that, um, you know. Uh, <laughs> have you ever heard the story? And this is in the scriptures, Tom. He who tells his story first always seems right. That's right. Okay. Yeah, that's so right. Nick Saban made a It's statement. like the first punch in a fight. <laughs> right. Nick Saban said, said what he said, but he never, he never accused him of cheating. Right. Okay. Jimbo comes back and Jimbo you you now is now they're being told and Mason, uh, our producer did a great job on an article. Um, I think it's KSAT TV, Mason. Uh, you can go to tide109.com and see the article where Jimbo doubles down um, on what he said. He went on TV and called all of these people and and, and supposedly correct me if I'm wrong, Mason. Afterwards, he said nobody wants to know the truth. You want a story in clickbait, et cetera. Well, you gave it to him. Um, but, <laughs> uh, but 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 he, he case that in San Antonio. He went back after the fact, supposedly, and said, now he's saying that only one player that's enrolled early has an NIL deal. Probably now. Three. That is as big a which one do you which one are you more likely to be believe that he and I and y'all notice he didn't say you have to listen to what people say DC and and Tom and Mason Nick Saban accused him and said he bought every player go back and look how Jimbo catches himself uh, when he says what DC oh well we didn't pay anybody. Uh, I don't know what happened with the 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 the, uh, the NIL, and then he comes back and says, "Well, uh, uh, we didn't do anything wrong." Well, how can you not know anything and then know you didn't do anything wrong? That's number one. Number two is, do you believe which one are you more likely to believe that that he signed uh, this number one class and not 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 but one of the eleven, four or five stars enrolled early, seven other guys. And only one player has an NIL deal. That's what Jimbo said yesterday. Correct, Mason? Yeah, that was that's exactly what it was. He came out and said one player. Now everybody knows that they have a collective. So is he playing with words, guys? Is he saying? Is he saying outside of the collective, there's one player that has signed? an individual NIL, or he's saying his collective is useless and only been able to get one NIL deal for his player. That's what he said yesterday, y'all. Or the day before. First scenario. Do it now? I I think what's going on there is that, um, and here y'all can uh, correct me if you think I'm wrong on this, but, you know, (laughs) the Texas laws, the way they're written, are allowing them to do everything they're doing. So what they're doing is they're dotting their I's and crossing their T's based on Texas law. But that Texas law is not consistent with NCAA law. And therefore, they're able to do things they say and say things that they're compliant by being compliant with Texas law. And so what what he's saying is he, he, he 
he himself knows how it would look if it all came out to everybody else because of the way things have always been done, the way the NCAA bylaws are written and the guidelines are written. And on paper, you know, it doesn't look good. And so he he knows all this that we don't know. That's why he's protesting so much, guys. Y'all, y'all realize he knows a lot more. When he says he knows the truth, he knows the truth about his own program a lot more than we do. And that's why he's protesting so much. So that's why he has to keep going back. When you start telling lies, as, as Thomas said, you got to tell more lies. That's why you can't just shut up. you got to tell more lies to make those lies seem, wet, seem right. And so, therefore, the more he talks, the more he's digging a hole for himself. That's what I, that's what I believe. Tom, any thoughts before I let you go? No, I just wanted to see what y'all thought about that uh, cheating aspect. And uh, and I think the conference all would call it bluff and say, hey, everybody else deserves to know. If you know something, let's have it. You know, all over oh, the United I- States of America, see something, say something. See something, say something. Every time you turn around, see something, say something. Well, okay, Jimbo, you saw something, say something. Boom. Well, well, well wouldn't he be implicating himself? Uh, well, yeah. And, and he's been complacent. <laughs> he has. Right. He, he would have been complacent in, li- in complacent. allowing. He's been if what Jimbo is saying is true, <laughs> he would have been complacent in allowing no, Nick Saban that to means cheat himself <laughs> to becoming the greatest coach in college football history. Jimbo yeah. sat back all of these years and let the greatest cheater cheat himself way all the way. Because can someone give and me the, a, hey, And like you said yesterday, hey, if, 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 you could, if it was legal this year, why didn't Nick Saban do it? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> he, he cheated all those years before, but now this year, oh, I, I'm, I'm squeaky clean. I'm not going to cheat, even though I got a license to cheat. Yeah. I mean, you're right. It's crazy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Thank, thanks, Tom. All I want to ask you out there, guys, is is if if Nick Saban has been cheating this long, what does that say about Jimbo Fisher to allow this cheater to run college football the way he has? And by the way, we played an interview where where Jimbo Fisher said. The way he does things, he's a great guy. He's a super guy, and and the way he does things and what he's been able to do with his program. He talked about how all are good, but while 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 doing while knowing that he's a flat out cheater, what does that say about Jimbo and his character, and and and, and what he's allowed to happen if Nick Saban is that big a cheater? Going back on the other side, we're going to talk about something Nick Saban said, and and, and you have to ask yourself, was Nick Saban in this moment protecting himself, protecting college football? Is he worried, nervous, concerned, or is it a little bit of all of that? And at the root of this conversation, what made Nick Saban do exactly what he did? We'll talk about that and more right here on the Martin Houston Show. Thanks to the great folks over at Alabama One. We're able to keep doing this, and we want to invite you to go check them out for the second quarter promotion right now uh, uh, as they are offering up a big green egg when you get a loan, a closed loan, commercial and or ag equipment and or a toy, RVs, motorcycles, boats, UTVs, golf carts, and more. Get those loans approved, and you can qualify to win a big green egg. There are some qualifications and restrictions that do apply. Go check them out at alabama1.org. That's Alabama 1, 1 together. Hello, this is Martin Houston with the Martin Houston Show, and I want to tell you about one of our great sponsors, Overflow Express Wash. Their mission is to provide great customer service with a showroom clean car and an exceptional customer service experience. They have the basic car wash that starts at $7, but you need to check out the premium wash packages, which start as low as $12 and go up to $20. They also have a membership wash club that you can get for starting at $23.99, going up to $39.99. In other words, just double the 
regular premium package, drop a penny, and you can be one of the great members of Overflow Express Wash. My family and I keep our cars looking good inside and out by using Overflow Express Wash. They're located on Skyland Boulevard right next door to Alabama One, or you can find them online at overflowexpresswash.com. Andy Phillips and his team look forward to making you a part of their team. Nick Saban calls it the process. John Maxwell said that everything rises and falls on it. And Coach Wooden said it's what you learn after you think you know it all that makes the difference. What am I talking about? Leadership and personal development. Is your organization, your school, your church, your family, are they receiving the proper level of leadership development and personal development? If not, the Empowerment Center for Leadership and Mentoring can help you with that. We have our pep talks, which is a one to one and a half hour lunch and learn which we can customize to meet your needs, or we have some topics that we present that we know can help your organization. And if you're looking for one-on-one mentoring and coaching, we can also assist you with that. Visit peptalks35.com. That's peptalks35.com. Or send an email to martin at martinhouston.org. That's the Empowerment Center for Leadership and Mentoring. Welcome back to the Martin Houston Show, the sound of Bama sports. Your show, your team. On your home for Alabama sports, Tide 100.9, and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. This is show we got DC, DC, got all this morning, and we're talking about this Nick Saban and uh, Jimbo Fisher saga uh, as um, as we continue. The conversation, and I had asked a "Would you rather" question early on, uh, DC. And before we get out of here, I want you to answer it. Um, everybody's talking about what Jimbo has done, and that Nick Saban's whining, and that's what he's fearful of, and 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 and, and that he's just scared he's going to lose his edge. I got a question for anybody out there that want to respond. Is there another coach you'd rather have? So if if, if Nick Saban is so scared. Uh, of all those fans out there, would they rather have Jimbo Fisher uh, um, with uh, what he's done and the way Texas A&M is set up? Would they rather have Jimbo Fisher in that setup or Nick Saban uh, whining in 2022 but uh, have Nick Saban uh, making the adjustments? And I'm telling you all that – Nick Saban, you need to listen to what he said one more time. So, D.C., I'm going to play that, and then we're going to talk. listen to what he said, and then I'm going to tell you what he said on ESPN the next day to bring more clarification uh, to that conversation. And you've read about them. You know who they are. I mean, we were second in recruiting last year. A&M was first. A&M bought every player on their team, made a deal for name, image, and likeness. All right, we didn't buy one player, All right, but I don't know if we're going to be able to sustain that in the future because more and more people are doing it. That's that. Uh, I, we were number two, and then was number one. Bought every player. We didn't buy a single player. I don't know if we're going to be able to maintain it. And then he makes this statement: uh, "I don't want to go down that road of bidding for players out of high school. I don't." He's, he, he didn't say he wasn't, though, right? He said, I don't want to go down that road. He resisted that in D.C. He resisted doing that. And in other words, bidding for bidding for high school players. Kirby Smart said, if we can fix one thing about NIL, players going to the highest bidder. So somebody in the SEC is bidding for players, right? But he says, but if we go through this recruiting class, Nick Saban said, he threw that butt in there. DC, what do I always say? If if, no, if you read a statement, forget about everything you, you said in front of the butt. <laughs> okay, if, if you if you get to if you if you're reading a sentence and you get to the butt, forget what was said before that. So Nick Saban said, I don't want to go down that road of bidding for high school players out of high school. I don't. But. If we go through this recruiting class this year, 
and we lose all the players because they're making $100,000 going someplace else, then what can you do? Question mark. He's asking, okay, guys, <laughs> I don't want to, but I will. In D.C., no one is talking about this. There is a player in the state of Alabama um, that Nick Saban made an offer to, that the university made an offer to, and then that player came back. That player came back and asked him to match what he got from Texas A&M. Let me tell you why I know that. Here, here's the thing. We have players in our state that grew up wanting to come to Alabama that won't commit to us unless we say we're going to give them what somebody else is going to give them. We missed that 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 whole thing there. Our job is not to buy you to come to school here, is what he said, uh, the other statement that he said at that press conference. Okay? So, right, D.C., right. thoughts there. Yeah. And I think that's, that's something no one's talking about, and I don't know why, but I, I've had this conversation with a couple other people. This whole thing started over, the, over a, a recruit that, Honestly, came back and said, "I've always wanted to go to Alabama. Alabama is my dream school, but I can't believe I, I can't turn down this is this this amount of money that they're offering. Can y'all do anything to match that?" And, and Alabama's response was, "No, we we don't do that. Uh, we we can't do that. You know, Georgia does the same thing Alabama is doing, but they're not saying anything about what Georgia Georgia tells them. And we don't do that. We don't do that kind of thing." Here's my whole point of it. If you look at the grand scope of things. Everyone knows that Texas A&M is doing this, buying players. Everyone in the SEC. Uh, if you look back, Kirby Smart is not naming them, but he's saying it. He, he's saying it. Uh, if you look over at Lane Kiffin, Lane Kiffin already made this comment before Nick Saban ever did. Uh, and no one, and everyone took it as, oh, Lane Kiffin's just throwing stones and being funny. No, he was, being, he was telling the truth. He knows what's going on. Greg Sankey knows what's going on. Hey, we've got reports that it's straight payments, straight payments. That's what he said, right? He he got reports. They know that. And then you got Coach Spurrier, who who is off all. He has to be in the know. He's he knows what's going on. They try to get him to help recruit, and they got a big, a big center down there in Gainesville where they bring him through and show him all the great memorabilia, like they do here at the Bryant Museum for Coach Spurrier. He's in on recruiting, and so he says, and he has no love. There's no love lost between him and Nick Saban. He says, hey, I don't know why he's so upset. Uh, did he say anything? It wasn't true. So he knows what's going on. Everybody's trying to wink and nod if we don't know what's going on. The, the whole thing is, yeah, we all know what's going on. They're playing by the Texas rules, and they can do it. But that's not the way that we want college football to be done. Uh, and, I, and I think that's what Nick Saban was trying to say. But if that's the way you all want it to be done, if no one's going to do anything about it, I'll do it. And, and why did, I, I get to the point where everybody says, well, he's crying. He's whining about, about losing something. He had the second recruiting class and didn't do it. What right. do you think he'll have if he does do it? And so that, he's trying, it's just another warning shot to everybody saying, hey, if this is the way you want college football to be and this is the way you want to do it, then we'll do it. But it, he's trying to tell everybody, include, Greg Sankey included, hey, let's get, let's get these meetings. Let's really talk about this thing so that everybody's playing on the same field. And it's a fair playing field. He's not whining. Uh, I'm sure he's not whining that he got the second recruiting class. It, it all comes about when you got when you got kids that really want to go to Alabama, really want to go to Georgia, really want to go to Florida because that's their dream school. And yet there's another school out there saying, "Hey, you come here. We got a hundred thousand dollars to the side waiting on you when you come here." And uh, and I think that's what he was talking about. And I think it's the big picture that no one wants to talk about. Jimbo Fisher got three times the number of five stars in one year that he's got in his uh, in, entire time at AM and more five stars than he's had the entire coaching career in yeah. one year. Okay. And, Somebody and, help, help me help me out. And look, look at the facts there. Before Nick Saban said a word, Lane Kiffin had already said that. Lane Kiffin had right. already tweeted that out. Lane Kiffin had already gets in a graphic out saying that. Right. So it, it wasn't Nick Saban. It wasn't an original thought. It was. It was coming. It, it, it's been out there for a long time. Based on that, we're talking about and, facts. Uh, of and all and everybody, things. as That's you said, BC, everybody you say says the same thing. Kirby Smart said, 
I would just like it were a decision, talking about the high school kid, isn't based on where I'm going to the highest bidder. If we could control that some kind of way, it would be much better. Coming back on the other side, we're going to finish this conversation with DC, DC Capstone Report, uh, just talking about a couple things regarding this name, image, and likeness. Uh, I had a uh, comment, statement, question, not sure how it's worded, from Curtis Lewis uh, regarding whether or not Texas A&M can do this in the state of Alabama and it not be a violation. We'll talk about that on the other side right here on the Martin Houston Show. Here's what's trending on the Tuscaloosa thread. Good Tuesday election day morning. Polls are now open for the party primary elections. They will close across the state at 7 p.m. Battling for Congress, the governor's mansion, local legislative seats, and a few local elections have been getting the attention. But also on the ballot today is the constitutional amendment number one. It would allow the state to borrow up to $85 million to repair, improve, maintain, equip, and construct Alabama state parks. Click TuscaloosaThread.com for more throughout the day. I'm Don Hartley, Townsquare Media, Tuscaloosa. Hello, this is Martin Houston with the Martin Houston Show. And I want to tell you about Tuscaloosa Custom Carving. If you're looking for a way to add value to your home, make your flower beds pop, make your landscaping stand out from your neighbors, then Tuscaloosa Custom Curbing can help you do just that. They have numerous styles, but they feature the Moroccan Stone Curb Series, which includes four great styles and unlimited color choices. That's Tuscaloosa Custom Curbing. They are the one that can help you stand out from your neighbors. Tuscaloosa Custom Curbing, 205-331-6823. You may also find yourself with the need for a custom-sized stone or, or custom-shaped stone, then Tuscaloosa Custom Curbing can help with that as well. Paul Fuller and his team are waiting on your call right now for that free quote. And if you tell them that Martin Houston with the Martin Houston Show told you to stop by, you'll get a big discount. So call Tuscaloosa Custom Curbing at 205-331-6823 or visit them online at Tuscaloosa Custom Curbing, LLC. The sound of Bama sports. Your show. Your team. The Martin Houston Show. On your home for Alabama sports. Tide 100.9. And streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. We got DC, DC Capstone Report. DC, tell our listeners where they can find you, sir. Well, you can find me on dccapstonereport.com or find me on DC Capstone Report Facebook page or follow me on Twitter at davidcott 50 Also, you can check out Lance Shores' other sites, RollTideBama.com and FreelancePictures.com. We don't have our podcast up right now. We're in a little bit of a hiatus. We'll start right back when we get ready for uh, the summer workouts to begin here at the University of Alabama. I did think, however, of doing a podcast on the Nick Saban Jimbo Fisher, but I figured you yeah. all would have it covered on the red pretty clear yeah <laughs> well hey dc just a couple quick questions uh curtis lewis uh made a, say, a statement i think he says texas law doesn't cover him offering players in alabama monetary gain to sign in texas i'm under the impression that the school can do anything according to the state laws of where they reside regardless of where they're recruiting the players from is that your understanding and i don't know i'm not i mean i've, I've assumed I've assumed that be the case since the NCAA said it's based on your state. They know that those they're going to repl- recruit outside of their state. That's correct. Uh, that, that's correct. It's based on the laws from which the university institution originates. Uh, and, and Alabama couldn't pass a law restricting Texas from coming in. That would be restriction of interstate commerce, and that wouldn't be uh, wouldn't be able to do that on the U.S. Constitution. So. Uh, free enterprise. We're in the wild, wild west uh, when it comes to doing something like this. All right. So Nick Saban has made the statement he don't want to go there. He don't want to do this. He even made up a plan, said, hey, the schools could give somewhere between twenty dollars to $25,000. Then the players could earn more on their own on top of that. So he's wanting to make sure that every player gets something. Uh, but here, here's what Nick Saban thinks. I think uh, my rule, our rule, is that to have a program that creates value for the guys, futures they can focus on, getting an education, becoming better people, being a good person, learning habits, and that's you know going to help them succeed. Jimbo Fisher uh, has been successful one time, and and the player that that we remember is Jameis Winston. 
uh, is Jimbo a hypocrite in trying to call Nick Saban out for the way you do things with the way he handled the Jameis Winston thing? Yeah, I think Uncle Bud uh, told me one time, don't throw stones, you can live in a glass house. So I, believe <laughs> I believe Jimbo Fisher is really uh, uh, hypocritical in, in what he's doing in here. But he took it personally, and he he, he, he popped off, and now he's got to he's got to stand by it. And uh, you know, I think anything else he does is going to dig a hole for himself. Well, hey, as, as you heard me say, BC, is ten percent what happens, ninety percent how you deal with it. Uh, Dion. Sanders has, I think, exalted himself with his response. Jimbo Fisher has only hurt himself. And to me, added even more pressure to a guy who is under probably the most pressure in the SEC. I think one thing that I've been pleased with in this is that Deion Sanders, as I, as I do, hold himself out to be a believer. And I believe he he thought about it and he acted in a, in a, in a spiritual way that allowed himself to contain to uh, respond uh, in the right way. And I, I think that that, I, I like that. I'm glad of that for Dion that he, he held true to his beliefs and it came out in his response. All right, well, that's DC, DC Capstone Report. Tell them one more time where they can follow you, uh, DC. Follow me on Twitter, David Cop 50 and, and Facebook page, DC Capstone Report, Facebook page, or at dccapstonereport.com. All right. Hey, we'll be back tomorrow and we'll pick up on that would you rather conversation, maybe add a little bit to it uh, with Joe and X's and O Sports, Xavier Houston for DC Capstone Report. All the callers, listeners, viewers, chatters, uh, and callers. And Mason, we say thank you for tuning in to the Martin Houston show. Remember this trust in the Lord always. Lean not, you don't understand. All your ways acknowledge him and he will direct your path. Roll tide, everybody. <laughs>